Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I am Jake. How are you doing, Jake? If that's even my real name. If that's even your real... Dude, that, that, this, that's a great segue into what I want to get into right away. Ooh, go ahead. okay. Well, technically my legal name is Jacob. Uh, my legal name is Jeffrey. Is Shoffrey. Jeffrey. Uh, Geoffrey. We, um, well, because it, it's weird, because every time I have to legally write out my my real name, mm-hmm. it's weird for me. How often do you have to legally write out? Not name? often. That's just why it's weird. So okay. Kyle and I were filling out our marriage, well, Kylie fill out, filled out our marriage <laughs> <laughs> certificate, yeah. but I was looking over it last night when we went to go drop it off, um, because of it, if you mail it in, it mm-hmm. takes like them six to eight weeks oh, wow. to approve it to yeah, like process to process it. it you can set up an appointment but all appointments are booked three weeks out jen used to do that oh really yeah okay yeah yeah so we're doing it in oregon oh because we're getting married in rockway beach so we have to apply for it in the state that we're getting Boom. married in. tell me about it so then You're they're like traitor. they're like if you print out the form and you drop it off we'll process it in, in just a few days and it's 65 bucks and if there's a th- and there's a mandatory three day waiting period mm-hmm. after they've processed it, that runaway it, bride it, clause it, apparently, <laughs> and uh, if you can you can wait. And it's just a money grab because yeah. you can waive that three day waiting period for five dollars. Five dollars. Five dollars. That's all it is, right? So it's like it's just so annoying. That's dumb. That's so dumb. Uh, speaking of like our names, so I go up to the gym. I've been going every Sunday, and I think this was the Sunday we played. And okay. I like don't have my badge for LA Fitness or anything anymore, and so I just go in and I check in with my phone number. And so I give my phone number, and then I'm like, they're like, mm, "What's your name?" And I go, "Jeff." And they're like, "Yeah, mm-mm, no, that's not it. That can't be it. Is there a different phone number it could be under?" So I give them my old phone number. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm, no, there's nothing under that one. I said, then it's got to be the first one. Go back to the first one. I give them the phone number again. And they're like, what was the name again? I said, Jeff, but it's G-E-O-F-F. Oh, there it is. No. That's so annoying. I was so <laughs> annoyed, dude. I can't tell you how annoyed I was. And you just see Mr. Wong just standing behind Yeah. The guy just morphs into Mr. Wong. That's not him. Dude, it's just, I apparently I'm some cranky old man now. That's what I'm just being told. Okay. Because Taryn was giving me crap for like raging on the TikTok kids. (laughs) Oh, uh, Clay's girlfriend? She's just like, just chill out. And I'm like, no, it's stupid. Those are our songs. (laughs) Get out of here. And uh, I, so, Dude, yeah. you're not wrong. I, I don't. You're think not I wrong. Am. And there's just like this Gen Z. Like, have you heard of? You've heard of Olivia Rodrigo, right? Dude, I heard that song on the radio, mm-hmm. and Kylie commented that it's not Paramore. It is Paramore. It's a hundred percent Paramore. It is one thousand percent. She Paramore. ripped off Paramore. Like you can sing mm-hmm. the chorus to Paramore. Yeah. Right along mm-hmm. with it and not miss a beat. And Kylie pointed that out before all the TikTokers did. Because no, oh, she it, did. She does agree that it is. Yeah. Oh, I thought she said it was. No, in her. no. She, oh, okay. She definitely agrees that it is. Okay. She just hates Paramore. But the oh, it is 100 percent Paramore. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It is bad. And how how does nobody say anything? Or are people saying mm-hmm. things? 
on the TikTok. People world. are saying things, but they just say they like it. Like there's a bunch of millennial TikTokers that are like, "Tell me this is Gen Z." This, or maybe it's Gen. No, there was a couple of people who were millennials that were like, "Shame on you." That are like this. They're like um, millennials saying pop punk is dead, and then they're playing Olivia, uh, Olivia Rodrigo, and then it hits the then the chorus like the chorus drops and then they all start dancing around like to it like you know pop punk is back or something like Dude, that uh, she's not pop punk what song is that uh it is uh good for, good you? for you she has good music on that playlist it's just that particular song this is the paramore dude mm-hmm. this is misery business now play Misery Business and you'll be able to hear it. That's so bad. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! I mean, that, you're gonna—that happens all the time, right? Dude, even the bridge. I haven't even I like pretty much even the bridge, bridge really? on both of them sound a lot alike. So there, there are. Th- I mean, there it's are... fun to. Li- I mean, it's kind of fun to song to listen to. And yeah, it's, because it's Paramore, and the lyrics are good. She's a very good lyricist. If she wrote the lyrics, she did. Pff, I she, don't believe it. She actually did. I don't believe it. I mean, if you believe Taylor Swift, I don't believe Taylor Swift. Okay, Taylor Swift's <laughs> literally the Kylie devil. is going to drive over here. And She's the worst, you. dude. Taylor Swift? Yes. In terms of lyricism? In, t- in terms of garbage human beings. <laughs> God, dude. I would love to just drop kick her. Oh, man. Just punt her, I, dude. I like. No. I got a, oh. I got a 12-year-old who's like, play that Taylor Swift song. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh. Lo- lovely likes yes. Taylor Swift? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. She okay. likes all this pop stuff. But now this kiddo is sitting in the back seat. Singing along to Blink One Eighty Two and the Used, mm-hmm. and Jen's looking over at me like, "Yeah, dude, that's your kid back there jamming out to the Used." And I'm like, "Yes." Um, dude, does she still listen to Taylor Swift, or is she done with that? She's so, or she's just so punk rock. No, 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 no. She's not that punk rock yet. Yet. Do you know uh, that song Stitches? I uh, I hate that song. Okay, but there's a band called State Champs who covered it. Mm. Is dude, it good? it's freaking. I will jam this all the time. Cause I, already, I, I already like this. Dude, better. the Shawn Mendes is garbage. Mm-hmm. But Lovely loves this song. Yeah. So I always play this version. Okay, well, if you're going to have to listen to this, you yes. might as well listen to this version. Because Shawn Mendes, this... I'll be getting stitches. So annoying. Listen to those drums, dude. That's good, right? That is good. That jams. And that's uh, Punk Goes Pop, Volume 7. Which I am all about. I'm, I'm sensing a theme here mm-hmm. amongst the intro already. You yeah. got a whole, I got whole, a whole thing challenge got set a up whole for me. S- yeah, no, I'm really excited for this. <laughs> but uh, there's some things I wanted to get into. So, uh, yes. Hit me up. First, uh, we'll start with 
Um, oh gosh, I guess we'll start with the Big Brother premiere was last night. Ooh, how was that? Um, I think they got the hint. Every season, the black people get voted out first. That's what you're saying. And now they have a much more diverse cast. Okay. And you would hope that having more diversity would keep the whites from voting off the people. Well, and they also, they also like introduce this new system where like you have to be in teams for an X amount of weeks. Mm. So it protects. That's a cool kind of institution. It mixes everybody up so that they're in teams. But socially, you might cross teams and be friends with everybody. But within the game, you have you have to work as a team with different people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a way to protect. You know, if I mean honestly, if you're on a team with some a black dude and everybody wants them out because they're racist pieces of shit, n- they can be protected in the team. Are there actual like outwardly racist pieces of shit? Uh, I mean, there's okay. Look, they can't be outwardly racist, no. but they're like there's you can pick up on some people have like some so. Subtle- am I terrible? Like. My terrible, dark, piece of shit sense of humor. Mm-hmm. When we were watching it last night, I was like, you know what? If I was voting that dude out, I'd still say it's because he's black. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, you can't say that. And I go, I know, but it's just like, it's so obvious what CBS is doing. And that's it's good that they have a diverse cast, right? I, mm-hmm. The whole time, like, there's the, like, there's a, like, they announce another, like, uh, like, a. Uh, there's like a gay black dude and we're like, yes. And then there's like this chick with autism. We're like, yes. Like they're getting actual representation from like, like real diverse, real people. Real right. Diversity. Okay. So it, it's, it's fun to celebrate that. Yeah. But I can't help, but go back to the season where they were trying to like, where the internet was trying to fabricate some racism that wasn't really, it was like microaggression racism. Mm. And they, it felt like they were really just, tr- just trying to make it a deal. And immediately after berating the house guest, after, I've told this before, but immediately after berating the house guest for being racism, the host, Julie Chen, turns to the camera and was like, next, we're going to interview so-and-so and feel and ask them how they feel about being gypped out of the prize. Ooh. So that's a, that's interesting. And because... nobody flinched. Really? The In the Twitterverse, the woke Twitterverse didn't mm-hmm. say a fucking word. About the about gypsies. Yes, yeah. and that pisses me off. It's great that they're being more diverse and they're addressing those issues. However, is it for clout and viewership, or is it because you genuinely are trying to be aware mm. of those concerns? Because if that were the case, you wouldn't have let Julie Chen say fucking gypped. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's 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 frustrating when they pick and choose. They're picking and choosing. Yeah. I feel kind of that way about certain coaching hires in the NBA. I was mm, kind of like, okay. Jason Kidd is like a proven wife. Like he beat his wife. Oh and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're not in the Dallas markets. He's maybe. black. Huh? He's black. Jason Kidd. That's what I'm told. You know, so is Chauncey Billups. Okay. But one didn't get national heat. Oh, Dallas Mavericks didn't get national heat. Didn't get national heat. And Chauncey Billups got national heat. The Blazers got national heat for writing for hiring yeah, yeah, Chauncey yeah, yeah. Billups. It's like, can't they just? Both? They're picking and choosing. Yeah, I, what you're saying. I thought choosing. you were making it the racing. Like, no. no. Okay. No. No. Um. Yeah. So I mean, other than that, you know, drama, stupid ass elements of the game. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's going to be a fun season. Last season, because of COVID, 
They still did it, oh, but they okay. did it with an all-star cast, and that was fun. Oh, Logan. Hold on. Okay, so, yeah, last year they did it with an all-star cast, and it was a bunch of people who knew, like, what was expected of them, you know, as mm-hmm. far as the show. So that was cool, but, you know, during the intros, I realized, like, oh, this is, like, new. Like, we haven't seen these people anymore. This is an all-star. This is still during COVID, even though everyone says COVID's over, right? <laughs> so, uh I don't know. It's exciting. Um, And, you know, this is a show that my family and I really get into. I text Alex last night when I get home and I'm like, hey, did you watch Big Brother? And she's like, oh, no. She completely forgot. So I had to give her crap. And I have to give her crap on the show for being a terrible fan. When are we going to have her on? Uh, Whenever. We should should do it soon. Yeah. Um, There's a girl from Happy Valley, Oregon. Oh, really? I have never... Happy Valley. Where is Happy it's Valley? It's right. It's fucking east of Clackamas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I um, get that, always get that mixed up between that and Sweet Home. Yeah. Oh, Sweet Home's like south. Way south, south yeah. So I am actively rooting against her. Why? Because they didn't pick me. Oh. They took someone from the Northwest and it wasn't Jeff? Yeah. Shame on them. Yeah. I said that last night. Jen's like, you didn't try out. And I go, I don't care. Maybe they did pick you, but they thought your name was J-E-F-F. You know and what? And when they searched you, they, could, you. they couldn't they could come you. up with it. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so she's like, Botox, too much plastic surgery. Just bleh. Her face looks like someone just stuck a bike pump in her and just pumped it too many times. Oof. Yeah. Just looks like it's stretchy. Bleh. and. Which is giant lips, no. like tomato lips. It's just, ugh, no thanks. Anyways, she might be a nice lady like Sarah Palin, but I'm just like, womp, womp. <laughs> I just don't, I'm rooting against her. Um, so who's like, who's your person you're rooting for this? I have teams because they have teams. Oh, that's right, teams. So it's a, it's like a gambling theme. Um, like gambling, a, like thing. cards in Vegas. And oh, like, okay. So all this stuff, which adds a new, new element to the game. There's jokers, aces kings and queens and i'm rooting for team queens and team jokers i just like the i like the groups of people that are on those teams oh so um, they have the teams named for like cards yes okay that's yeah cool and uh like at the end of the game um one team wins the whole team is safe the the captain of that team is now head of household and can nominate people to vote oh. but then afterwards you know the host says hey i got a i got a gamble for you double or nothing if you and there's this game he has to play. If you win the game, you get two weeks of safety. If you lose, you don't get to be head of household, mm. and the other second place gets it. And he chose not to gamble it, but I'm like, how do you not? Like, that's the terrible thing about like I think about being on the show and how I know I could win it, but then if I'm putting in a, put in a situation like that, I'm like, dude, I'm on Big Brother. Like, I gotta do it just for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. But then that ultimately that could be cost me the game, which yeah. is a terrible. That's always tough because every time like I watch it's every time I watch any sort of game show. Yeah. And you're like, I can't believe he's risking it. Yes. And then if it works and but if then, then it doesn't work, you think you're they're like, an idiot. idiot. You're so dumb. Yeah, that's tough. So the afterwards, be, after he hard. said no and denied the challenge, he did it anyways for oh, fun. Yeah. And he would have won. Really? Yes. I don't think I would ever. Would you ever take that option? Like. It's it. It doesn't you, count. You, just you, do it for fun. Yeah, to see if you would have won. Okay, or not. so so Jen had a great point. He's already won every game they've played so far, mm-hmm. and now he gets to show that if he would have done it, he would have won. Oh, Jen's like, throw it, dude, because everybody's already now looking at you as a threat, mm-hmm. and he won it. 
but I probably would have tried to win it too. <laughs> Stupid. That's what I'm saying. But right. just like say you not you're not in the Big Runner Big Brother universe. Okay. You're just on a regular game show and you've oh, take, like you've oh. taken your money, right? Say you're on uh, a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, right? Yeah, yeah, you're on yeah. like the $125,000 question. You're at the safe spot where yes. you can't drop any lower. And you're like, uh, I want to walk I'm with safe. I want to walk safe. with this, yeah. right? Um, or no, I'm on the net. You're on the next one where you could drop and lose like a hundred thousand dollars, but you're like, I want to walk away with 250 grand. Yeah. And they're like, do you want to take a guess at which at the next question it's for fun, for fun. Would you do it? Yeah, I would do it. You would do yeah. it. I would no, it would haunt I, you. I couldn't do it. It would haunt you. Mm-hmm. Oh dude, I would do it for sure. Well, I guess the, I guess the issue is you, you, I guess you would just get off on that show. You would just get off the show and then Google the answer. So you would end up knowing anyway. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so maybe sure. if it is different, but if it's like a physical challenge, where yeah. they're like, Hey, go through this whole, cause it was like a physical challenge mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. It's like, it was very chance. You had to like, you had to roll these giant dice onto this table that mm-hmm. was like, you know, 15 feet from him. And he had to make sure that both dice landed on the table. Oh. So, and he had like 45 seconds to do it. So he rolled one and it landed and it stayed on the table. So then he's chasing this one, trying to get the other one to stay on the table. And then at the buzzer, he got it to stick. Interesting. Okay. Um, oh, oh, dude, I was going to tell you. So I watched this documentary on HBO Max. Okay. I just want to drop it. If you guys are interested, you have HBO Max. Check it out. It's called McMillions. And it's about like a group of people who rigged the who who not rigged, but manipulated the Monopoly's millions. And like the the McDonald's ones? Yes, or the Safeway McDonald's. One? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, interesting. So they found a way to manipulate it and basically they were orchestrating and choosing who won the millions and then they were like trickling down. So I have the winning ticket and I give it to you for $100,000. Mm-hmm. Then you sell it to somebody for like a portion of the winnings. And so when they turn it in, now they're paying you. I'm already cut out because you gave me the 100000 but now you're getting, they're paying you a certain amount of money from the winnings. And it was just like the head guy who was getting the tickets which just orchestrated this whole system. Wow. It's pretty interesting, dude. And it's so funny because Lovely's like, hey, can we like watch a movie together as a family? And that's what you picked. And uh, Jen and I were like, well, we're in the middle of this McMillions documentary. <laughs> Is it cool if we just finish this episode? She's like, really? A documentary? And then so we're like watching it and like, I can't remember what we were like, went and did something. And then we came home and then uh, she was like, did you guys want to watch a movie together? And we're like, sure. And she goes, I mean, we can keep watching that McMillions thing. And we're like, oh, really? That reminds me of me every time that I throw a fit about watching a documentary because Kylie always wants to watch them. Oh, so yeah. Me and Lovely are uh, two people. And then she's like super into it. She's like, yeah, I was kind of getting into mm-hmm. it. It's like, duh, you were. Documentaries are fantastic. You just have to you just have to convince yourself that they're worth. Again, like I said last week, it's you're 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 know you're going to get you're going to challenge yourself or change your mind about something. So get ready for that. Mm-hmm. It's like me being anti-government now. The whole documentary just did that. Um, two more things for me. Okay. Sorry. No, you're. Yes, you should apologize. I was thinking um, I'm seeking to learn more and parent better. OK. How so? So I started reading this book. Um, let me see it. Let me get the exact title. Here it is. It's called what? Okay, 
Beyond Consequences, Logic and Control, a love-based approach to helping children with severe behaviors. Hmm. And that could be anything. One of the main points that they're addressing in this book is lying. So that's why I'm reading it. Mm. Um, and already within the first chapter, I'm like, guilt, guilt. <laughs> like, I just like, I'm a terrible parent. Like, I feel bad instantly. And Jen's like, dude, the fact that you're even seeking more information and reading makes you a good parent. I was like, yeah, I am a good parent. No, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's parenting fucking weird, dude. It's weird. Like you're in it and you're just like, oh, yeah, okay. I got this. But then if you take a step back and you address what you're doing, you're like, oh, what the fuck? Am I? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And reading this book, it's just talking about like, dude, the first steps. Like, you know, I have my own trauma. I have my own baggage that I've carried with me my whole life. And that does, regardless of what I say, create either a bias or uh, a filter in which I'm parenting. Mm. And the book is just like. If you're, if you're, you know, parents do X, Y, Z out of fear, whether it's you're afraid of being lied to, you're afraid of not having control, you're afraid of being manipulated, you know, these are all things that kids fucking do to us. And I'm just like, holy shit. What? Like, I, those are actual things that I experience. I am afraid of like. What if this little fucker's manipulating me? Like, that that scares me. Mm-hmm. But it's a child. Who cares? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's definitely shifting the way that I'm thinking. Mm. And it's, it's, thank God for my desire for education and my passion for learning. Because I'm used to being told, like, you don't know shit, dummy. Think about it differently. And... Most of the time, that would scare people. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like it's such a fun exercise to be like, okay, yeah. When they're holding the mirror up to me, and I'm going, yeah, 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 yeah. I, that's me. Mm-hmm. That's me. I know you're not a parent yet, but I got some books. Cool. <laughs> I might need those books. I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. It's just it's. I don't know, man. In the hardest times, which haven't even been that hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing thoughts. I just, no, <laughs> no thoughts. I mean, what am I supposed to have? I don't, I don't know. know. Judge I, me. Be like, you're an I, idiot. I do. I I'm not a parent. How am I going to judge? Dude, that's all I do is judge shit. I don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when it comes to like, I'm not going to. I I just I I don't know, man. I have no idea. I just uh, scared to be a parent. Um. When that day comes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is scary. Mm-hmm. But, wow, it's awesome. I mean, I'm not scared, scared. Right, it's right, just right. like... It's wanna, intimidating. It is. I don't want to screw anything up. Oh, you're gonna. Um, I'm also... I'm like... I'm not... I don't think I'm that nervous for, like, infant. Because I've seen how, like, my friend Matt and Matt, Courtney, yeah. they just take their kid everywhere with yeah. them. But like three and older, when mm-hmm. you can't really put them on your, when they get old enough, where you can't really put them on their back. Oh, and on they're your back. wild child, but you, free. Yeah, but then you also can't go far distances. Like if I wanted to go on a hike with a baby, I would mm, just get like a baby carrier, yeah. carrier, and go. When they're like six or seven and they can't go for a long period of time, but I also can't carry them. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's gonna that that is where I'm gonna be very you just limited. Have to start getting swole, dude. So then when they're like 15, you're still carrying them. Uh, ooh, 15. <laughs> also, Damn. you know, one thing that I didn't get to do um, that I, you know, because we we didn't have a child in, in infancy is like we didn't get to have that infant Instagram. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny <laughs> funny story with that i uh so my friend my friend matt created an instagram uh for their son infant for their infant uh i mean i cre- i can't judge i created one for my for both of my dogs individually look i'm just judging on shit that i don't know anything about right <laughs> that is what i do fair enough so your dog instagrams micah i know you're listening your dog instagram that lasts like a month um and then infant instagrams like Oh boy, yeah. I gotta register this handle, dude, just in case he's a supermodel, a super athlete, all star one day. It probably will be. It, either way, Instagram ain't gonna be the platform. Probably not. Probably not. There'll be something completely different by the time that kid is old enough. Um, yeah, the Instagram will just be a millennial and Gen Z tool, mm-hmm. and Gen A will have its own thing. Losers. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's the terrible but amazing story that I have. Okay. So, when Lovely first came in January, she brought a giant duffel bag and a carry-on. Mm-hmm. In that giant duffel bag that she checked uh, on the plane was, like, all of, like, her favorite clothes and all this stuff. In her backpack and her carry-on, there was, like, a bunch of toys that, she, that meant a lot to her. And her little stuffed dog that she has. And everything else. Everything else. All the rest of her clothes. Her rat's cage. Her um, other stuffed animals, her other clothes, her letters that everybody wrote to her um, in her life before she left. They all wrote these really like nice letters and she had like a memory box, um, gifts from her brothers, like all of these things were also there. And for the last months, we were just like, hey, where's her shit? Hey, where's her shit? Hey, where's her shit? Now, what happened was is there's like this privatized company called and i'm going to put the name out there because fuck them it's called benchmark and they were responsible for like uh, putting kids within within the state system with foster parents Mm. and they're they're in ohio texas and some other places anyway so this company all they had come and collected all of lovely's things and they had lovely things now it was the state's responsibility to go and get that and then pay for it to be shipped here um, and this is in January and then February and then March and then oh Lovely's caseworker who represents her in Texas moves to a different department and she gets a new caseworker we get to that caseworker hey there's shit over at Benchmark that you need to go get it's all her belongings go get it oh this is the first time hearing of it oh great go get it they don't go get it they don't go get it they don't go get it that privatizes why privatizing things like this is just a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where my mind was going. I know it was. They closed down, pulled all of their business out of Texas. Everything that was in the office got thrown away. That's just... There's no words. All of like, Lovely's personal belongings mm-hmm. were thrown in the trash. <clears throat> And this is one kid. I can't even. Yeah. How many hundreds yeah. of kids lost their stuff? Yeah. All because a caseworker didn't follow up. Yeah. Do their fucking job. 
I understand that on the state side, they're underfunded, they're understaffed, but this... That's your job. Like, if you knew Benchmark was closing, like, prioritize that. Yeah. Yeah. So then... They had to have known Benchmark was closing. They had to have. They worked together. Yeah. Dude, we... And if there's that little communication at that level for something that big, dude, fuck the state of Texas. Yeah. And they're... Underfunded bureaucracies. Yes. America. Yeah. Government. Yeah. Look at us. We do it on our own. Yeah. And you lose little kids as shit. Yeah. So Jen and I were furious, dude. We started like emailing everybody. So how did, how did they tell you that that? They're just like, it looks like all of our things are gone. What the fuck? Did they tell you that over an email or over the phone? They're not going to tell us over the phone, dude. And plus, we wanted them to tell us over the email. Mm-hmm. I'm document that shit. Oh, yeah. And I essentially, I was just like, look, dude, you either give me money and compensate for this child's belongings, or I will contact your local news, the international news, and I'll consider talking to your lawyer because this is fucked. And I'll go after your benchmark. Like, fuck them. Um, so they're like, oh, yeah, well, okay, I'm seeing if we can get approved a gift card or whatever, blah, 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 blah. So... We reach out to Lovely's last foster mom, and we're just like, she's 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 been a foster mom for a while there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you know anybody? Because we're trying to find the head of the beast, so we can go straight to them. And she's like, let me see. I'll, I'll reach out to my contacts and see what's going on. So she starts reaching out to her contacts and ends up in the same place where we've ended up. They threw her crap away. Not her crap. Mm-hmm. They threw her stuff away. Yeah. And there's nobody. Everybody's pointing the finger at one another, and nobody's saying, my bad. No, of course not. So, now we have to tell this little kid that everything that she... And, and she's constantly like, I can't wait till my stuff comes from Texas. No. There's all this stuff there that I can't wait to get. And then there's this little picture of her holding this stuffed otter that we got for her while we went and visited mm-hmm. her at the aquarium. And she's like... And sh- she let me name it, so I named it Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan. Mm. And she's like, oh, there's Jordan. He's coming with all my Texas stuff, too. I can't wait. And I'm just like... Like I, we have, we gotta tell her. Mm-hmm. So, one it was Saturday, last Saturday, we're like, "Hey, come in here," and we're laying in bed, and she crawls in bed with us, and she's cuddling us, and we're loving on her, right? And we're, I was like, "Hey, I have something I have to tell you," and it's it's heartbreaking. It's it's bummer news. Mm-hmm. And I told her, and she just like you could just see her face. She's pissed. She's like, who the F is at fault here, right? She's mad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And we're just apologizing. She's like, guys, it's not your fault. She's so effing strong. She's like, it's not your fault. Like, it's them. It's on them. They dropped the ball. Like, F them. But you guys don't apologize. I know you guys did everything you could. And it just didn't happen. It's okay. It's all right. And I was like, well, you know, we're just a pussy. So how much disappointment must a kid who at her age to, to have gone through to be able to process that? Yeah. And like assign blame to the appropriate place. Because yes. like I know at like my age at 12, everybody would be at fault. Yeah. F you, F you, F you. You're mm-hmm. cool. F you. Like, yeah. That's insane. Well, good for her for being that. I mean, so strong. That strong. Uh, me and me and Jen all talk all the time. Like, she's so strong it's crazy so we're bummed out and we you know we want to make this day special mm-hmm. we go to the river we have a fun day i i knew that like you sandwich that bad with with good right so yeah. coming in bed and cuddle with us and we're having a good morning 
here's some bad news. Now let's go do something fun, right? You mm-hmm. sandwich that negativity with positivity. Um, so we're we're reaching out. We told her foster her last foster mom, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, I'll see what I can do." This person is so amazing. She or they, sorry, um, they are in groups. So I, I've talked so much about like social media and the power of social media, and all these groups of people getting together. Um, the foster parent she go, she goes through and like catalogs everything that she can remember lovely having mm-hmm. and creates an Amazon wish list and says, Hey everybody, this is what happened. They lost her, her stuff. This happens all the time. If there, if anybody can help, like the, here's a wish list. Things started showing up yesterday. Oh my gosh. I love the look on her face too. <laughs> That's hilarious. She's like, what? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Like all these people just stepped up for a kid that they don't even know. Yeah. And just bought things that help replace what she had lost. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she said that um, she agreed that it doesn't replace all the other stuff, but it helps to have some of the similar things that were tossed. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So fuck the government. <laughs> well, especially the state of Texas who, um, think, who thinks that they can pri- privatize all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But what a celebration and beauty, beautiful thing to have everybody just step up and, and help this kiddo out. Mm-hmm. Um, like we didn't, we didn't ask for that. Like this is somebody else who lovely means something very, you know, means very much to that they went out and did this for her. So, and she loves getting packages except for, I ordered a, I ordered an, a bag for, to organize all my camping utensils for like cooking. And it's like this cool, like weaved, like kind of like you know, like a you know Mexican blankets or Arizonian mm-hmm. type blankets. Mm-hmm. It's like a bag that's like print with that print, and then it, and we order some new blender bottles for our, our our blender. And lovely opens it. And she's like, "Whoa, I did have a bag just like this." And wait, and Jen's like, "Wait, no, that's that's Dad's bag." She thought it was her bag. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so. What a great story. People, humans are good sometimes. For the most part, most people are good. These humans are good. Mm-hmm. And they helped out big time. And I guess there's like a lot more supposed to come. So we don't know. We didn't have the list. Mm-hmm. We didn't make the list. So uh, within like 15 minutes, the list was filled. Really? Yeah. And like every, like all these strangers just stepped up to help this little kiddo who lost everything that meant something to her. Mm-hmm. In at her home, dude. Oh, dude. Oh, don't even start on what the fuck Texas said. Multiple people for the state of Texas said, you know, everything happens for a reason. Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe this is a way for her to just let go of that life. And, oh, fuck off. Yeah, dude. Just fuck right off. And then the audacity to say, you know, when maybe it'd be a good time to tell her when you guys are sitting all, all sitting down and with your therapist and stuff. Oh, so you can show your 12 year old that you're afraid to tell her. Bad yes. News. Thank you. Yeah, dude. These people are supposed to be social workers. Yes, that have that supposedly have degrees in in this kind of stuff. Yeah, really, that's their advice. Yeah, that's just like we know we fucked up. There is absolutely no excuse, but we have to come up with something. Yeah, we have and to come it, up it was with almost scripted because we can't. Like, two admit of them fault. said the same shit. Yeah, guarantee it was. I guarantee you, there was like whoever their supervisor was. Like, say this, this. This is what you say. Yeah, don't say anything more. Don't say anything yeah. less. Like, yeah. 
sanitized, sh- shitty advice. Water that down. Just so they could, so that just so they can have, like, I don't know. Just oh, so they I'm can, coming for blood though. You should, as you should. I'm still saying, uh, even though everybody's stepped up and helped her out, mm-hmm. I want compensation from the state to help this little kid out for sure. If that means mm-hmm. that we go to a jump park or whatever the hell, mm-hmm. there's something fun coming out of their fuck up. That's what I need to happen. Yeah. So that's where we're at. One last thing. I've been marathoning. I, you saw, I don't know if you saw in the, in the chat, but I announced that I'm marathoning um, James Bond. Oh. All yes. You told. 25 films. You said that over. Um, uh, over Facebook Messenger. Yeah. N- no, you also told me when we were playing Xbox the other night. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. Just kidding. So I'm on Goldfinger. Yeah. So have you ever watched these old ones? A few, a few of them, a long time okay. ago. So I started realizing that I'd only really seen like Goldeneye. Like that is mm-hmm. like my age, my James Bond. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan are the ones that I watched all of his. Right. Yeah. See, I only saw like two, and then I didn't really care. I for mean, them. they're not great. I don't know. I've never, I didn't watch them. I watched the first two. Goldeneye and Tomorrow Never Dies are good. Yeah. Everything after that. He was in quite a bit. He was. He did like five of them. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. The last one with Halle Berry was atrocious. Was it? I yeah. can't wait. So uh, I love Daniel Craig. Very good Bond. So what I started realizing is I've seen Pierce Brosnan. I enjoy the Pierce Brosnan mm-hmm. films that I remember watching. I like Daniel Craig. Uh, when I was at my, I, my I don't, I've told this before, but I'd go to my grandma's house, my grandma and grandpa's house, and they would have just a million DVDs and VHSs. And like it was always fun to go. That's why I have mm-hmm. this. I'd love to go over there and like pick out a movie and then watch it together. Um, and I would watch the, I don't know why, but I picked and watched the Timothy Dalton James Bond movies. And I was like, I kind of love Timothy Dalton as James Bond. Now I'm watching the very beginning with Sean Connery, mm-hmm. and I'm loving them. And I'm finding out that it's not necessarily the actors that I love. I love James Bond. Mm. I like James Bond. I'm into these movies. So, Dr. No, corny, basic, but fun to watch, right? Mm-hmm. It's old. It's dirt old. Like, if you're that old, ew. Um, That's black and white Bond, right? No. No, no I don't it think there color. was ever black and white. It was color. Okay. Um, and then, what was the next one? Oh, From Russia with Love. That was a pretty cool one. But things the storylines get a little more complicated mm-hmm. now, right? Dr. No was not very complicated. Except for he does he does intentionally um dis- like screw up a nuclear reactor and just walks away fine. Like I'm thinking Chernobyl, like everybody mm-hmm. in the region is poisoned, but it, he just screws it up and just says everything's fine. It was silly. Yeah, I don't know well, if they were dude, quite aware there, of the technology. There are Bond there. movies coming up where they are fighting in space. They're fighting underwater. Mm-hmm. There's some really corny shit. stretches, right? Yes. So then, from Russia with Love was a little more complicated, but now I'm on Goldfinger, and I love just the wit of James Bond. There's this whole scene where he's playing golf with Goldfinger, and he tricks him. He tricks Goldfinger into playing with him. And like he shows up and was like, oh, I guess we should play together because there's kind of mm-hmm. a little tension there because he's tried to kill James Bond already. He thinks that James doesn't know it was him, but he knows it's James Bond, dude. Mm-hmm. So they're out there playing golf and they can't find Goldfinger's ball there. He's like, oh, right into the rough. And they're walking through the rough and they're looking for it. 
And James picks up this ball and he goes, is this it? And then uh, he goes, no, that's a number seven. I always play with a number one ball. And he's like, oh, okay. So then James hangs on to it. And then he, him and his caddy keep walking. And then it cuts to, like, Oddjob, who, like, shakes a ball out of his pant leg. And he goes, oh, your ball's right here, boss. And he goes, oh, okay, there it is. And then James's caddy goes, I don't think that's his ball. And James is like, I know it isn't. And he goes, how do you know? And he goes, I'm standing on his ball. He lifts his foot, and he's standing on his ball. And I was like, ooh. So then they're betting on this game. Goldfinger does not like to lose. He rigs all the games. Like that's the theme of him is mm-hmm. rigging things so that he wins. That he's so he's Trump. Yes, um, that's actually he kind of looks like him too. Um, so they get to the final hole, and James knows that he's cheated mm-hmm. to try to win, and he they go to the 18th hole, and if Goldfinger sinks it, he wins. So Goldfinger puts it, and he sinks it. And he's like, and James is like, well, I guess that's it. I guess you won. And so James goes down and picks up the ball and switches the number one ball with the number seven. And then picks it up and goes, holds it up to Goldfinger and says, didn't you say you always play with a number one ball? And he goes, yeah. He goes, this is a number seven. That means back there, you must have hit the wrong ball. You lose. And just Goldfinger's pissed. (laughs) (laughs) But it's that, it's that just like wit i mm-hmm. love like that's not an action scene that's a very kind of complicated scene yeah but i i started laughing so mm-hmm. hard and jen's just like oh my god well, that's what i mean my favorite my favorite uh bond film is casino royale yeah and the one with daniel craig are you gonna talk about the ball scratching no because that's like my favorite part of that really? whole movie okay yeah. it's just every that movie is it's not very uh action-packed it's, yes it's very um yeah, it, it's very mind game-ish. Yes, and that, that's, yes. That's my, great that's point. That's my favorite one. Dude, when he's... So there's a point where, if you haven't seen it, he's sitting in a chair where there's no bottom on the chair, and the villain is hitting him in the balls with this oh, knotted yeah. rope. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, could you help me? And he's like, what? And he goes, I got an itch down there. And the guy just winds up and just cracks him in the nuts with this ball. And then James starts laughing. He's like, what's so funny? He's like, you done scratched my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Craig is apparently I don't know if have you watched all the Daniel Craig ones? Yes. Okay. Toward the last one it looked like he completely mailed it in. He did. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it, but then he signed up to do a new one. I know. Big money, baby. I know, but it's like, man, you don't want to do this. Yeah. I don't even know the name of the Daniel Craig ones, but Casino Royale is amazing. The one after that is not good. Uh Quantum of Solace. Yes. That is what I call is that the one where he goes to the house? Mm-hmm. I call that James Bond Home Alone because he rigs the whole house. No, that's Skyfall. Oh, Skyfall. That's mm-hmm. right. Oh, I forgot. I do like Quantum of Solace. Skyfall. He rigs the whole house, and it's like the bad guys are coming in, stepping on the mm-hmm. broken freaking ornaments. And- yeah, Skyfall's <laughs> bad guy. You have to have a good Bond villain. Yes. And Skyfall's bad guy was annoying. I didn't really like him. I don't remember who it was. It was like some crazy weirdo that was already in jail, and then he gets himself out through this. Was it Javier Bardem? No, 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 no. That's uh, that's the most recent one where there was like some solar plant in the middle of Africa. Yes. Yeah. That one sucked. But that, that was, was a led bad by bomb. that was a bad bomb film, which sucks because I love that actor mm-hmm. from Inglorious Bastards. He would have been a great. Yes, he would have. He was a great Bond villain. Unfortunately, the 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 movie didn't make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is his name? 
Um, in the movie? No, no, idea. that actor, oh. uh, Christopher Christoph Waltz, mm-hmm. love Christoph Waltz, and he was in that James Bond, and he was the villain in there. But it was just like, I, it's weird because it was Spectre. Spectra was that one. Spectre, Spectre. Yeah. There you go. So Spectre, they're talking about Spectre in James Bond one, mm-hmm. like Doctor No, and from Casino Royale, you can see how there's like this whole like larger Spectre that mm-hmm. they're alluding to. But they don't ever really get to it until yeah. like Spectre. And then it's like, wait, the last movie didn't even mention Spectre. It was about James finding out who he was mm-hmm. and where he came from. Not a lot of continuity. Yeah. Yeah. I am hoping that the next Bond is Ildr- Idris Elba. I don't think it's going to happen, dude. He's too old. You think so? Yeah. Daniel Craig's pretty damn old. And by the time, now, by the time Pierce Brosnan finished up, yeah. he was pretty damn old. They're too. not going to do Idris. I don't think so. I would love it, but I don't think so. Do you think they want a guy who can do three or four Bond films? Probably not. I mean, Roger Moore. He did a lot. He, did he? Yes. Who was the guy that I have only a whole did? list. There's one guy who did one. Yeah, I was going to say, there's one guy. I thought that was Dude, Roger Dude, I listed Moore. all this out. Okay. Because I got a whole list. There's 25 films. The one in October is the 25th film. Really? So okay. I'm going to marathon all 25 of these. Um, this ho- will be Daniel Craig's fifth or fourth? Uh, hold on. I have it here. So um, what's his name? So. Uh, Sean Connery yeah. did uh, Dr. No for Mushroom with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice. Then he didn't, and George Lazenby, who's Australian, mm-hmm. did Honor Her Majesty's Secret Service in 1969. And then I don't think that w- did very well. I think people were pissed. But then Sean Connery came back for 1971, Diamonds Are Forever. Okay. Then in 1973, Roger Moore did... Live and Let Die, 74, The Man with the Golden Gun, 75, The Spy Who Loved Me, 79, Moonraker, 1981, For Your Eyes Only, 1983, Octopussy, and 1985, A View to Kill. Mm, wow, so he had a long run. Yeah, he did. And then um, Timothy Dalton did the, uh, the Living Daylights and License to Kill. I think License to Kill as a kid was my favorite one mm. ever. Um, then we have Pierce Brosnan is in Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies, The World Is Not Enough, and Die Another Day. Daniel Craig d- has done Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Spectre, and No Time to Die in 2021. Okay, so this will be his fourth. One, two, three, four, fifth. This will be his fifth. Mm-hmm. Damn. So Roger Moore did a lot. So I'm excited to get into because you always hear about who's better. Is it Sean Connery or Roger Moore or whatever? Um, I'm excited to get into it and see... Just who I enjoy because mm-hmm. I love Bond character and Bond the the, the secret spy stuff. I love that. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see like which actor I think does the best job. Sure. Um, with that said, some of these 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 scripts could never be made today. This dude bangs and he bangs everybody. In the first film, he bangs three chicks and it's just like, hey, what's up? Let's bang. And then they do. Like, he does it the whole time. Dude, he's Bond. And then the second film, he's like... Dude, Daniel I, I, Craig in a couple of them. Yeah, but, like, but not like this. Not like this. <laughs> and not like this. Not like this. Not like this. And the second one, he's like, hey, why are those two chicks fighting? And he's like, I don't know. Do you want to make it better? And he bangs both of them. And then he bangs like two more. I'm just like, What? And then in Goldfinger, so far, I'm, I haven't finished Goldfinger, but it's so bad, dude. There's a scene. Um, I'm going to insert it right here, just the audio from it. Okay. Because it's, it's ridiculous. I'm going to show you it. How's this? That's nice. Very nice. Just here. 
No, not at all, darling. I thought I'd find you in good hands. Felix. <laughs> Felix, how are you? Dink, meet Felix Leiter. Hello. Felix, say hello to Dink. Hi, Dink. Dink, say goodbye to Felix. Hmm? Uh, man talk. <laughs> yeah, dude. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, just for context, even though you just heard it, uh, James Bond is getting massaged by a woman, and Felix, the CIA agent, walks up on him. He's like, oh, there you are, James. And he's like introducing them, and he's like, all right, <laughs> say goodbye. And she's like, huh? And he just turns her around and pushes her out of the scene and says, man talk. And then slaps her ass. Oh, he did slap yeah. her ass. Dude, he does that a bunch in, this, in these movies. So then, and there's another, You're right. This movie could not be made. Dude, there's one point where he's on the phone and he's like trying to get information. And the girl's like, hey, well, James, wait. Uh, what about this? He just grabs her by her face and shoves her on the bed. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. It's so bad. It's And like... like uh. Uh, dude, uh, there's just there's a lot of like dialogue that mm. is just inappropriate in 2021. Like they're just like they're, they're just you know I kept thinking about like Donald Trump's like locker room talk. Like they're just like yeah, but I'd really like to hit it. Like essentially is mm-hmm. what they're saying in these conversations. And uh, there's uh in in Goldfinger there's a character her name is Pussy Galore. Oh yeah, that's that's famous. So. He, he like wakes up on the plane and he's like, who are you? And she goes, I'm pussy galore. And he goes, I must be dreaming. <laughs> it's uh, so bad. Wow. So not seeing these movies and how bad they are and just how over the top they are. Not bad. They're great films. How they these parts of it are just like cringy now in 2021. Mm-hmm. And then comparing it to the mockery that Austin Powers clearly is. Mm-hmm. It makes Austin Powers way better. Oh, I can imagine. Like, a lot of vagina mm-hmm. in Austin Powers. Yeah. Like, you're just like, ooh, that's funny. But when you know that there's actually a character called Pussy Galore, mm-hmm. oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, they did a great job spoofing. Yes. Yeah, they did. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I'm I'm on the third film of 25, and I will keep you updated on this adventure, but I'm enjoying it. I uh, spoiler alert! I like the Austin Powers movies better than any, any James Bond film. Get the hell out of here! Maybe the first one. Three is pretty funny. I two, just, two I just sucked. One and two. Two recently. sucked. Two sucked. Two wasn't very good. Three is actually very funny. Is that with the Goldfinger or Gold Member? Yeah, Gold Member. Uh. Mm-hmm. It's actually really funny. Ooh. Okay, I'll watch it. You should. I'll watch those after I watch these, mm-hmm. and that way it's like. You'll Full find, circle. dude. You'll find gold, dude. Some of the jokes in Goldfinger, yeah. I mean, Gold Member. Is that the so mole, mole, funny. mole, mole one? No, that's number two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh man. No, that is three. I thought so. That is three. I thought so. That ruined my life. Why? Because I had a mole on my forehead oh. up until I was in the seventh grade, and that was right when Gold Gold Member came uh-huh. out, and it was there's like this big mole that was I have a scar on there, yeah, yeah. on my forehead now from its removal oh. but every for a year all i would get is mole. <laughs> mole. dude i have a giant chop mole. it off and a giant some one under here under my guacamole. yeah yeah you should have just grown your eyebrows out dude dude i got to the point where i was putting a band-aid over the top of it <gasps> oh 
I get that, dude. I get that. That's a conversation for another day, but weird insecurities like mm-hmm. that. Or I would grow. I like I kept my bangs always really long to try to cover it up. Mm, kids are cruel, dude. Mm-hmm. They are cruel. I remember I had a, I guess we're having this conversation now. I had a cyst in my, in my hand on my top of my wrist mm-hmm. and it, it, it was like connected to like the, the tissue right there. Oh. So whenever I would bend my hand, you mm-hmm. would see a little ball like move and people would be like, what is that? And I was like in like third grade, dude. And I was so embarrassed that like, I basically like smashed it against the desk or like at home against anything I could basically to smash it to nothing. So it didn't exist anymore. Damn. Cause I was made fun of for it. Yeah. Isn't that insane? The mole I had was called a Harry Nevis. Okay. And so it had, sounds like a Harry Potter character, right? <laughs> it had uh, like white hair that grew oh, okay. out of it. So, like, I had always had to like shave the mole, Ooh. and people were so mean about it. Just like, brutal. Just literally, I was disgusting to people. Whoa. The people how they like talked about it. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> dude, what? The- I remember, dude, I don't know why, but all these warts just started just sprouting all over my fingers, right on the nail line right there. And like it was now? No, when oh, I was a kid. Okay. Just all the time. Just my hands were covered in warts, and I couldn't, I never knew why. That was so embarrassing to me, dude. Mm. So embarrassing. And then I think my dad had, like, nail fungus when he was around. And then I got nail fungus on my toes, and it just spread to all my toes. Oh no! And it was just oh, I was uh, you would never find me without my shoe with my shoes off ever, ever, up until literally like two years ago. Um, it uh, it got on my thumbnail, and it was so embarrassing, dude. I would wear like band aids all the time, and like people would be like, "Oh no, what happened to your thumb?" And I'd be like, "Fucking mind your own business." Like I hated people asking me. Mm-hmm. Like it was just. Cause it's gross, dude. It was just so embarrassing, and uh, I, I spent my th- entire thirty-something-year-old life being made fun of for my toenails. Now I'm, and it's on my hand. Like it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And then honestly, Dimitri came over one day, and he had a bandaid on his thumb, and I was like, "What? What's going on?" And he goes, "Oh, nothing, nothing." He was embarrassed, and I was like, "Dude, trust me. Like I got fungus on my toenails. Like what's up?" And he's like, "It's fungus." I was like, "Oh fuck." He goes, "Yeah, but I'm on this medication." It's like pill form. When I was a kid, there was no that you couldn't solve it with anything. Mm-hmm. My dad would like try to put tea tree oil on my nails to help him fix it, but it didn't it never work, dude. And there was just no solution for this shit. And Dimitri comes over we're recording and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm taking this medication. I was like, What? And then he came back a few weeks later, gone. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me, dude? So I went to the doctor and I was like, Yo, my friend's taking this shit. Get me on it. They're like, Okay, you can't drink for X amount of time. I was like, That's fine. So I was on it. I took it. My nails, my toenails, everything. Like, I, it feels good. I'm wearing flip-flops right now. It would mm-hmm. never would have happened before. Or if I was, like, in a swimming situation, I'd always curl my toes under my feet mm-hmm. so no one could see. That's some fucking mental yeah. damage right there, dude. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But everybody has shit like that that fucking bothers them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this kind of goes back to, like, me not feeling comfortable with my shirt off and stuff in swimming situations. But we have those other things, those uncontrollable things, right? Like mm-hmm. you had that mold. You can't control that. I can control my fat ass, right? I eat too much and I don't work out enough. Like that is something I can control and work on. But those other things that we can control, like I didn't, I don't know how I got that toenail fungus, but I had it and it was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Right. But now that I don't have it, how liberating and how dumb is that like when you're a kid you're so embarrassed and you're made fun of and kids are bullying you making talking shit and then when you're 30 years old you get you get it taken care of because science rules and 
you feel good about yourself. When you're when that mole was gone, I'm sure you just felt like a weight lifted. How about those who were like, yo, what the fuck happened to your mole? Because mm. that had to have happened. Yeah, I told them I had it removed. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then people were a lot nicer to me. That's insane, <laughs> dude. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I love you with your mole or no mole. Well, thank you. Lovely's got a little mole on her forehead. Mm-hmm. And Jen's like, hey, what's up with that? Well, you got a little cute little mole right here. And she's like, it's it's a wart. It's like, that's not a wart, dude. She's like, yeah, it is. I was born with it. And I'm like, you are born with warts, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. it's uh so that's my long and just long-winded rambles on everything that's been going on in my brain. You're being quiet today, you all right? Am I? Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't feel like I am. I feel like I'm doing most of the talking. I also am on an energy drink, so I'm rambling right mm. now. You're good. Zing! Um yeah, I mean, I let's see. Oh, we need to, at some point in the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks, we need to talk about how bad the Harry Potter movies really are. I saw you post a picture from your trip this last weekend, or, or Kylie did, and there was Harry Potter in the background, and I'm like, uh, he's watching them. N- not by choice. Nice. We, were, we were in the hotel room, and five was on. Okay. And I watched five, and I was like, I made a comment. I said, Harry, the Order of the Phoenix movie. That's the only movie that the second Dumbledore, because the first Dumbledore played in the first two, and then he died, unfortunately, because he was the perfect Dumbledore. They replaced him with a guy who was just awful. Is he awful, or is the writing awful? Awful. Why? He can't act, and he's grumpy. That's the writing. That's the director and the writing. You can't blame him. Okay, well, fine. The, The writer was awful. For okay. that Dumbledore, okay. because he was made, he made all that Dumbledore does is wear gray the entire time. When yeah, he, when Dumbledore wears very Dumbledore vibrant the gray, <laughs> yeah, can't, they try to make him Gandalf and then right. shove him into. Although Gandalf's not even grumpy like that, right? He's got jokes. Yeah, and Gandalf's nice, and Gandalf cares about people. Gandalf could barely they could even they could barely get this Gandalf to give a shit about Harry Potter, right? The main character. Um... But yeah, anyway, so I watched number five and I was like, hey, this one actually fits the writing that they made, like the writing I said, this Dumbledore, because at least in the fifth book, Dumbledore is very distanced from Harry and very cold. So it actually made sense. Right. So that the fifth order is actually not a terrible movie. Right. Um, Number six. What an absolute abomination of a movie. Six. Uh, Half Blood. Oh, Half Blood is my favorite book. It's my favorite book. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And, dude, you know in the movie, I I think I either blocked it out because it was so bad or I refused to watch it. I can't remember, but this is like the first time I I can visualize, remember Mm -hmm. watching it. Dude, I couldn't make it past halfway through because at some point, the burrow burns down in the movie. When the... Is that after the wedding? No. When is that? This is that's in the seventh movie. Oh. What is? I don't remember. The burrow never burns down, even in the seventh book. No, but I don't remember it burning down. I remember them like attacking, lighting the field on fire. Yeah. After, Was that seven? after the wedding? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when did they burn it down in the in, movie? In the sixth book. They attack the burrow yeah. at night. Yeah. And that doesn't happen in the movie. Doesn't happen in the book. 
I'm lost. So in the movie, <laughs> okay, they have the burrow literally gets attacked yes. by Death Eaters and burned. I down. don't remember that. It, I'm only thinking about the part in seven when they come after the wedding. That's it. That's the only attack on the burrow because the ministry falls and all the protections yes, that yes. they placed around the burrow fall. But when does this happen in the sixth movie? It's during Christmas break. I don't remember that. In the movie, it happens. I don't remember that in the movie. Because you probably blacked it out because it's so bad. I don't remember. There's no way Death Eaters could even get to the burrow because of all the... Because of all... The protections. All the protections. Yeah. And Dumbledore himself put those protections... Yeah. ...around the burrow. Because <laughs> it's pissed. all... Because not only is it Harry... <laughs> is that the place they're protecting Harry when he's not at Hogwarts. Yeah. It's also um, the, the once Grimald place can't be used yeah. as the headquarters yeah. of the order of the phoenix they move it to the borough yes i don't remember that so there's secret keepers and all that kind of stuff yeah, like yeah, yeah. they can't just roll up on the fucking borough <laughs> let alone burn it down i don't remember that at all in that movie it's so bad i'll have to it's read and so watch it again bad hmm. and then you know at the beginning when yeah. dumbledore comes and picks up harry at the dursleys yes. at the beginning of the sixth book yes you know how they have it happen in the movie He's he, just sitting in a random yes, train station in, in Dumbledore's... run. Yeah. 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 No, I know. I remember that. I remember... Oh, yeah. I remember all that. And then at one point, when they're the first meeting between Dumbledore and Harry, mm -hmm. Dumbledore's sitting there and it's like, I noticed you spend a lot of time with Miss Granger, like alluding to Harry and Hermione having yeah, yeah. A, a some thing. sort of... That never happened. Yeah. Dumbledore didn't give a shit about who Harry was dating. No. He's trying to save his life. He knows he's a... Horcrux. I just, what on earth was the writing in that sixth in that sixth movie? I don't, I don't know. It's enough. so bad. I don't think I've watched the movie that. At much. one point, it was twelve thirty. My sister, Kylie's sister, and Kylie are all asleep, and the dogs are all asleep. Yeah, and the burrow burns down, and I'm like, "What the?" F you said it out <laughs> and loud. I woke, I woke up everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I saw and I'm, a I'm like and Kylie, I'm like, look at Kylie, him. Kylie. I'm like, and you ask me why I hate the movie so much. Look at this shit. <laughs> she was not happy, well, but yeah. it was anyway. My trip to Medford was fun. Yeah, it looked amazing, but I saw a story where you were watching Harry Potter, and I'm like, uh oh, I'm gonna hear about this. Mm -hmm. I knew I was going to, yeah. or at least I was gonna give you shit for it, and then end up down this path. Yeah. So, all right, what do you got for me? All right, we got a game. Okay. And I'm You're going challenging me. Here. I'm challenging you here because I'm pop a little punk nervous. Is, pop dude. punk is your thing. I didn't do any research. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I, oh wait, no, hold on. Okay. Okay. Simple That's, plan. No. Yes. It is. <laughs> okay. Gosh dang it. I will not lose this. Okay. So here's the game. I'm going to play you 14 pop punk songs. Okay. You have to get 10 out of 14 okay. to be able to keep your job as host of oh, Say What shit. You Mean. Okay. I'm, or I'm going to replace you. There are 14 different bands? 14 different bands. I don't even know if I can name 14 you different You can. Bands. Most of these. Okay. Most of these you can get. You'll be able to get them. Some of these are easy. Some of these are this hard. This is a game I play all the time with everyone I know. Okay. Who the F is this? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Simple Song plan. number one. Simple plan. All right. Simple plan. Instantly. That voice is so whiny. Like you can. Yeah. I mean, everything's kind of whiny at that era. Mm -hmm. But he has a very distinctive voice. Yeah. This wasn't on the album that I. What album is this? Uh, this is still not getting any. Still not getting any. any. Is that the first album? Yes. Oh. 
classic. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Simple Plan? I went and saw them one time with MXPX, one of the 14 times I've seen MXPX. Mm-hmm. And we were leaving, me, Jesse, and this guy named Luke. And Pierre was walking down the street. Armful of ladies and groupies, if you will. And we pull over on the side of the curb and we're like, dude, what's up? And he's like, we're 19 at this time. And, and this it, is the lead singer of Simple yes. Plan? And we're like, what's up? And he's like, what's going on, guys? And we're like, hey, you want to sign our tickets? And he's like, sure. So he like signs our tickets. He goes, where are you guys going? And we're like, uh, we're like, oh, we're just heading out. And he goes, you guys want to come to this party? You guys 21? And we're like, no. And he goes, oh, dang. All right. He goes, you guys totally can come if you're 21. We're like, we're not. And Luke's like, we're going back to my mom's house for a sleepover. Like he said on purpose to be mm-hmm. annoying. <laughs> and he's like, all right, well. I mean, sorry. He invited us to go kick it. Why don't you just lie and say you're 21? You've lied about everything else what at that point in your life. Us? I don't know. He's not going to card you. What do you mean lied about and everything then, else in my you, life? Then if you card, then if they if they do card you, which they probably weren't going yeah. to, they probably you then you just go home like you were going to anyway. I'm like, oh, sorry, I thought we could what get in. What would you have done, Jake? Don't give advice I that done you wouldn't exact, have done. I would have done exactly what you did, <laughs> dude. But he invited us out. Crazy. And he was super nice. So the fact I, I even, was he still wearing like the really long baggy cargo shorts and oh of course yeah yeah. But the fact that he was like one like hey what's up guys like super positive. Mm-hmm. He's Canadian though, so yeah, you gotta give him that. Yeah, came over, signed our stuff, and then invited us out. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't give a shit how bad the music gets. That dude is cool as hell. Yeah. They're going on tour with another pop punk band that I'm sure is on your list. Continue. Okay. All right. Here's number two. Okay. You're one for one. Number two. I don't know this. Hmm. Ooh. I got to hear the voice. Is this All American Rejects? No. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I know it. Nope, I don't know this. You don't know it? It's uh, The Great Escape by Boys Like Girls. I never listen to Boys Like Girls. See? That's what's going to happen, as I'm going to run into... Ugh. Yeah. Nope. This is also a judgment on your taste. It is. I like this song. <laughs> I don't know boys like girls. Okay. I think that's too 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 late too thin two thousands. Yeah. Okay. One yeah. For so two. so I tried to mix it up between stuff that I thought I knew you would know because that's in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Yep. And then stuff that. Dude, I better get ten. Yeah. Or you're not gonna be host anymore. I'm gonna replace you. If there, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now. I have like a list of bands did. in my mind right now. What's up, lovely? Hey, babe. I have a list of bands in my mind right now mm-hmm. that if they are not on here, uh, 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 you are sick. Nope. Not right now, please. <laughs> <laughs> I will hug you after. Love you. Uh, sorry. She was, she's sick. And I'm just like, Meh, kids are gross. Um, there, I have a list of bands in my head, Jake. And if they are not on your list, stop mm-hmm. reading your text message. If they are not on your list, yeah. you can't be a host. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, well, I didn't want to put... I'm just saying there's a band, I, a very obscure band that I'm thinking of that is, like, in the pop punk era. Like, if you have toured with Simple Plan and MXPX or Yellow Card, you should be on this list. And if they are not, 
Shame on you. Okay. Continue. Well, now I'm now now the onus is on me. I'm yeah. a little I'm a little nervous. One for two. One for two. All right. Here's number three. Panic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's funny. You're either gonna. I feel like you're either gonna get these like right Instant, off the band. Yeah. yeah. Two for three, baby. Come on. You know these guys. I think this is accurate. I mean, check the Wikipedia if you want to. But I think. This band, I think they're originally from Vegas. They had never played a, a show ever. Mm-hmm. They just recorded their own like demos, put it online, blew up, got signed, then played shows. Wow. Yeah. I really like uh, Brandon Urie. <laughs> he's so... He's cool. No, he is not cool. I feel like Brandon Urie is cool. He, he, he wants you to think he's cool. That's how he's not cool. How? Just look at me, dude. Watch me sing this Frozen 2 song. Get the hell. Have you ever seen that video, music no. video? Watch it. He's okay. trash. He's up there with freaking Taylor Swift. Next. He actually did a song with Taylor Swift. I'm sure he did. It's like one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. Gross, dude. I don't me. like Brandon It's Yuri. called me. I don't like Brandon Yuri. I like Panic, though. Okay. Very the horns and the and the style it's very mm-hmm. very different from from when that from everything else that kind of came okay. out. Okay, well, that's when you're gonna get okay. Yellow card. Yep. I always pride myself on how fast I can get shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you knew that on the first like note. Yep. What are we on right now? Like four to four. five. Four th- to five. No, you're three or four. Three or four. Okay. Come on, baby. Come on. This next one's gonna be hard. They, have you ever seen them live? No. Amazing. Because they? they have a violinist. Oh, okay. You didn't know that? Mm-mm. Dude, he plays electric violin. Mm. It's badass, That's dude. cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I like Yellow Card. They did the the Wall of Death or whatever, which mm-hmm. is funny for a, a pop punk band to do that. Uh, do you know what that is? Mm-mm. So they split the crowd in half, and then at the drop, like the downbeat, oh, the, they, have everybody... they clash and mosh. Really? Dude. Okay. Have you ever been in a mosh pit? No. <laughs> So I heard that I've heard I heard that uh, three uh, not three doors down third eye blind yeah. has done has had mosh yeah pits well yeah they, most shows have mosh pits but like that's crazy that what are you gonna do like mosh to jumper yeah jumper's not their only song dude are you sure it's not their only song I'll tell you right now uh, what's that band with um, Nickelback okay so Gross. Nickelback you you say that but dude. Listen to Nickelback's catalog. Mm-hmm. First of all, they were signed on Roadrunner, which is a metal label. Mm-hmm. And I've seen like clips of them live. They are way heavier than the songs that you know. Okay. And they had like a titty cam at their show. Yeah. Very like not like Nickelback rainbow, mm-hmm. but very like, oh, okay. These guys are like metal and like F you. And they're Canadian though. Are they? Oh, it's a facade then. Mm-hmm. Posers. Next. Yeah. Uh, Creed or Creed or Nickelback? If you had to listen to one, oh, Nickelback for sure. Yeah, Creed's yeah. terrible. Yeah. All right, you are three That's for a great four. Question. Here's fine. Here's five. If you can get this one, I'm impressed. Hold on, this sounds familiar. I've heard it. I know, I know this song. You don't know anything about her. <laughs> Shit. I don't know the name. Well, 
Oh, I'm gonna get to the chorus on a drop. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, who is it? It's American Hi-Fi. Oh, American. What is this? Like their only song? It is. Okay. It's 100% their well, only song. Wow, you got to one it wonders. No, no, they have two. They actually yeah, have two. Now they, they have, have two. two. They do have two I'm songs. I'm telling you right now, if the band I'm looking for is not on here, but you have American Hi-Fi, you're done, dude. <laughs> you're done. I'm, pro- I'm, I'm sure it's probably not on here. Yep. All right. Uh, so you are three for five. Wow. All right, here I'm you, sh- off the you, show. Sh- you should get this one. Good, Charlotte. Yep. Damn, I'm good. See, when I know it, mm-hmm. I know you it. You know it, yep. All right, four for six. <sighs> Dude, I watched. Uh, we watched the remake of Annie with um, Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. Actually, for remakes, not and a bad movie. Modernization, mm-hmm. not a bad movie. Yeah. Little weird when Jamie Foxx starts shredding his vocals a little bit. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Cameron Diaz, the whole time I'm thinking about her being married to Benji. Yeah. Benji. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good cast. Not bad. Yeah. Dude, the guy from, you know, the store owner, the bodega mm-hmm. owner, he's in Dexter. Oh, okay. I never uh, yeah. I didn't watch Dexter. I love that so. actor. So I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I'm famous. You like a Charlotte? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. All their daddy issues, dude, totally relate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The I like the the uh, the music video to this is funny. I don't know. And they're like the, they're they're on trial for being by from the rich and the fame. The rich and the famous have put them on trial saying how bad uh, good Charlotte is for the community. Oh. And they're like and they're they put up this dog and they're like, They treated you like a dog and then the dog just goes woof. It's it's lame, but it's you funny. You would, yeah. you would. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Oh, Jimmy Eat World. Mm-hmm. Oh, my heart, dude. Jimmy Eat World is probably like bands. They're like they're they're bands' favorite bands. Like they play Tom DeLonge's Wedding. Like they are. Oh, this album. Mm-hmm. Is fucking amazing. It is a very good. It's album. amazing. Bleed American. Um, what song is this? This is Sweetness. I love this song, dude. Um, oh, I'm okay. You might, you might be okay since you put Jimmy E World on there. I mean, Jimmy E World had like the the middle, which everyone's like, yeah, the see, middle. That's, see, that's why I didn't want to put the middle on here because even you. even if you don't know Jimmy E World, yes, you know the middle. If you don't, don't. Yeah, I love that song. Mm-hmm. If you don't doubt on this Bleed American album is amazing. My Sundown, like this is an album I can listen to all the way through. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I'm surprised choice. you didn't put this on uh, CJ's on our thing. That's a great CJ. point. Yeah, shame on me. But you had you had stuff that was close to you though. You had He Is Legend, yeah. MXPX, The Used, and Blink. Have you heard Work or Kill from their album Futures? Uh uh-uh. uh I'm sending them to you. All right, send Amazing. them to me. I actually pay for Spotify now, so yeah. welcome to the club. All right, this one we were, you, me, and Jesse were just talking about this band, so you'll probably get this one. Okay. Oh, this is that one with the singer from freaking All Time Low. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So I don't listen to All Time Low. You don't? No. Okay. At all. That song you were we were playing that one they did Monsters. with them with monsters with uh with, and Black Bear. Yeah. 
I do not listen to All Time Low. But very, very pop punk. Mm-hmm. Like, the guys in Splash Attack, Splash Attack mm-hmm. that I was in a band with, they all, like, All Time Low was there. I can, when I yes. listen to Splash, Splash Attack, I thought of All Time Low yes. when I was listening to your guys' You music. can hear Joey's mm-hmm. influence by All Time Low yeah. a lot. So apparently the story behind this song was that uh, they all knew a prostitute named Maria. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or a stripper named Maria. Stripper. Okay. I can't remember. Well, those are two very different mm-hmm. occupations. Very different. I think it was a stripper. Okay. And they never, they, they never paid her. Like I, I guess they like she did a show for them and they didn't pay her or something like that. I don't know. I, I'm not getting the story right. I need to okay. look this up. That's okay. We talk like experts on shit we don't know anything about. <laughs> All right. See um, that, that that took me a little, a little bit because I don't really listen to them. Mm-hmm. Here's a band that I don't listen to, but I on put here? them. Yes. Oh, okay. So if this was me, I would never have gotten this okay. one. So this is number nine. Oh, TBS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Take It Back Sunday. Yep. You don't listen to Take It Back Sunday? Mm-hmm. Talk about lyrics. So is this no, there's no I in team? Uh, Q, Q without Q the E. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of drama between them and another band. What was their name? Brand New. Mm. And like the two singers like fighting over a girl and the singer writes a song about this lead singer like being a piece of trash. And I think there's no I in team is like his rebuttal. Maybe it's not that song, but there's a rebuttal song mm. on this album to him about like, don't look at me. Like, that's your girl is my not my fault. She came at me and like it's it's drama, but typical for pop. punk. I would say I've seen this band second to most to okay. MXPX. Uh, they opened for Blink one time. That was rad. Uh, definitely a Taking Back Sunday fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, good, good. You don't listen to them? No. I need to. I need to. I need to start listening to them stuff. because I do. And I was looking for bands. I came across this song yeah. on a playlist of like quintessential pop punk yes. songs, and I was like, I haven't heard this. I like it, so I need to listen so to this more. Is first, this is early Taking Back Sunday. There. Hold on. Um, I would say that like when I was singing in a band, uh, people would say like they could hear the TBS influence mm. in not only the writing but the style. Okay. Um, very influential on on me musically. Sure. Um, but then they got a new so the two singers are the lead singer and then the guitar player. Mm. They got a new guitar player. His name is Fred, and that's a decade under the influence. I think is the album. That album is incredible. This is a little rough mm-hmm. because it's like early and it's first and it's it's less produced. Mm-hmm. Once they get Fred in a decade and an influence, you can see a massive difference in quality of writing and recording and all that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll I'll th- I'm going to listen to him. All right. Here's one of a band that I like. Okay. And I, but this is definitely not their number one song. Okay. So hopefully you can pick up on the singer. Stupid. Red jumpsuit apparatus. Yep. You knew that right off the bat? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's good, but I've heard the song so many times. Have you? Okay. So many times. This is very soft. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I like the har- harmonies they do mm-hmm. in this song. I didn't want to play uh, Face Down. Yeah. Because everybody's listening to Everybody that song. Everybody knows that song. I appreciate that, though. Because mm-hmm. you're going for obscurity over, like, rec- you know, recognition. Yeah. That's not the game. Yeah. The game is, do you know your pop punk? And so far, you do know your pop punk. There's, I'm bummed about a few, but I don't listen to it. That American Hi-Fi, shame on you. Next. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this one you should get. Uh, Boxcar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't want to play Blink because you know every Blink song. I, met, I was like, can I get him on something? No. I met the, on stuff I don't listen to, mm-hmm. but I met the used at the Boxcar show. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. That was cool. It's I, interesting they didn't ask Mark Hoppus to be part of Boxcar. Hoppus. Hoppus. Also, I covered this song at the first show I ever played. Really? First show I ever played, I played a song, an original song that I wrote. Uh, with my friend Aaron He played this song with me We played that It was called April Fools mm-hmm. And then we covered this song And I really? sang the song Okay I, I love Tom I couldn't hear myself So It was not good I had the speakers facing out And oh. so there's no monitor So mm-hmm. I couldn't hear myself Not good It was at a Valentine's Day dance In high school That's the well, first show I ever all, played All a learning experience Yeah right? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's a cool memory. I can't believe I did that now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Hey, at the time, you probably felt super badass. Oh, duh. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I love Tom DeLonge. I could listen to that guy seeing anything. You need to listen to... All, he writes a lot about like history, like World War II stuff. Mm-hmm. There's this song um, on a solo album he made. I'll show you. It's amazing. Okay. He, I, When you sent me that, they might be doing a... Uh, an album yeah. together next year. I'll die. Do you think that? Do you think that means yes. Mark's no diagnosis isn't good? Yes. Did you watch that video I sent you? No, I couldn't. Dude, he's not doing well. No. Yeah. It's scary. He's locked up in his house. He's immune compromised. Um, he he gets winded. He has no like the blood's not circulating oxygen, so he can't like. He's trying to go on walks. He can't go on walks. Like mm. the chemo's shredding him. Ugh. I, I'm not joking. Did I talk about this? I did talk about it last, last week when Kobe died and it was a hit. Mm-hmm. And, like, with Mark, like, there's still times where I'm driving. And, like, I was listening to Enemy of the State all day yesterday. Like, anywhere, like, on my way to work and on my way home. I, that's the CD that's in my CD player. And that's the first CD I put in my new car. I grabbed Enema and I put it in there. How crazy is that? You're, you have access to all this and you're still putting in CDs. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So that's the so in, and then I put it in there because if for some reason the Wi-Fi my I don't have service or I mm-hmm. don't have anything, the go-to CD that's in my CD player is Blink One Eight Two Enema of the State. That band great is the only reason I ever picked up a guitar. The only reason I ever had interest in, in writing or singing or playing music. Um, that's not true. I think Bastard Boys was the initial, but to actually get up and see guys play their instruments, going, I could do that. I want to do that. It was them. So Mark being sick, it, it, the, dude, so there are times where it just hits me during the day and I get choked up mm-hmm. and I'm just like, please, God, don't like, I pray for him, dude. Mm-hmm. I do not, I can't lose Mark Hoppus, dude. Well, you're a bass player who sings and he's a bass player who sings. He is the reason I'm a bass player who sings. Mm-hmm. Him and Mike Herrera from MXPX. Is this the next song? This is the next song. I don't know this. They're Canadian. Okay. You should know their main song. Some forty one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could tell right 
They have a very, very like unique sound. Yes, yeah, some forty one's good. Mm-hmm. I saw them at Little Stink. Little Stink? Yeah. You don't know Little Stink? Mm-mm. You know ninety four seven? Yeah. Okay, so they would hold these concerts. Big Stink and Little Stink. Mm. Big Stink was like the really like big alternative bands, massive stage, huge per, like huge show, and that would happen every year. But then they just started doing Little Stink, which was like smaller production, smaller stage. It was out at Oaks Park. Wow. And wow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, were they there? Maybe they weren't there. Because I know Simple Plan was there, MXPX was there, and Good Charlotte was there. It's still a good show. That lineup, dude. That's an insane lineup. Yes. And I remember I saw I saw them at Little Stink. Mm. Um, maybe I didn't see some forty one at Little Stink. Maybe I did though. I don't know. You've been to a lot of shows. A lot, a lot. All right. Now, I didn't, didn't want to play in too deep because that's yeah. That was on uh, American Pie. I'm surprised I got it before they sang. Yeah, I'm 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 impressed. I, I was wor- <laughs> I, that was one. Once I, didn't. I heard the voice, I would have got All it. All right, these next two. So you've, you've oh, already okay. won. You've already won. Yes, you're in the clear. You've got I'm the winner. So even if you don't get these next two, you still win. You can remain host. Okay. Now the question is, I know for a fact I am not going <laughs> to be shame on me because I I know I didn't get your your band. Okay. So, uh, I'm gonna, gonna play them next. So. Okay. Oh, this is um, uh, their ska um, Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Damn. Good job. Yep. Mm-hmm. Goldfinger's new album, uh, something about the knife. It's really good. But you know, John Feldman's their lead singer. He produced California, or yeah, California. Really. He produced their new album, Blink One Eight Two's new album. Nine. He produced the Use first album, and second album, and most recent album. He's produced. He's produced this everything. This guy's a god, then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He produces everything. So their new album is very poppy. And kind of sounds a lot like, you know, Blink mm-hmm. slash the U slash. But they're ska. They have horns and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that changes the style. Even even if it is like more poppy, modernized version of what John Feldman is producing, it's still different. Sure. All right, this one's kind of a deeper cut. Okay. This is the story of a girl. I don't know it. I know the song. I don't mm-hmm. know who sings it. Yeah, it's. I didn't think you could get this one. I wanted to put it last just because I thought it was hard. I don't know. Nine days. What? Mm-hmm. I know the song. Let me see that real quick. I'm gonna play something and see if you know the band because this is the band. Shame on you for not putting. Uh, okay. Nine days. I know the song. I just don't know um, who sings it. But that happens. It's a one-hit wonder. I don't think they came out with anything else. I'm playing this song particularly for Jesse. I don't... Geesey, I'm sure he won't listen, but I'll tell him that we did this and maybe he'll listen. Um, Where is it? Nope. I didn't mean for this to be the 14th song. Okay. Necessarily, I just realized I hit fourteen when I added this one, and I'm like, okay, well, we're just going with it. Oh, you could have gone more, dude. Where is that song? Okay, I got it. I'll okay. look up the title. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Shame on you. 
says, hold on and take this ride and set aside memories of all the This is pop punk OG right here. Then you leave me here to die. Who is this? Here's the things I meant, but I never said. The starting line. Yeah, dude. You're, you're missing a lot. I am missing a lot. Senses fail. The starting line. Um, yeah, I, I, there's a lot. There's too many. MXPX you didn't mm. put on here. Uh, well, I knew you get MX. <laughs> I knew you would get MXPX. I know it's not like the. That's a fun game. This is this is this is good music. Duh. Starting line. All right, I'm going to listen to this. So there's a song called Best of Me. Mm-hmm. And in high school, that was Jesse's alarm clock song. Really? So like, and like to the point where he had, I think it was a CD player. Mm. So like when the alarm went off, the CD went straight to that song. And maybe it was the first song on there. He made like a special disc. But whenever I'd stay the night all the time on school nights and then the best of me would be playing. So now I can't hear that song without thinking about stupid Jesse's alarm clock. The Ataris, dude? Oh, yeah. Fuck them, by the way. Really? Why? Dude, I, Jesse and I went and saw them uh, one time, and the singer was there, and he was, like, running the merch booth. Like, what a fall from grace. So <laughs> we went up to him, and we're like, hey, man, like, you know, we're, we've been huge fans for decades. He could not have been more annoyed. Like in, he's peak, working in the merchant merch booth, so yes. it's not like he's doing particularly well. Peak level annoyance, and was like, "Fuck you!" And we were just like, "Like they were the only band that we went there to see." So then after that, just because I'm a researcher, I go home and I'm like, "This motherfucker!" So I started researching him. He's a dick. Really? Like his drummer kept fucking up one show. He literally threw his guitar at the drum set and fucking shredded it apart in the middle of the set. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. He's like, a douche. I mean, I've watched shows where people have fucked up. Yeah. Oh, dude, we all do. Yeah. But you you can't do that. He's a he's a douche, and I don't like him. And now that they're they're so long Astoria, they rented a house in Astoria, wrote and recorded the album, mm-hmm. Astoria, Oregon. And that album used to always make me think of one summer, like just always hanging out mm-hmm. with Jesse. And now I hear it and I think about how he's a dick to me and Jesse, and I cannot listen to that album. That sucks. And you know what? F him. Yeah. He fucked up because yeah. now he, I mean, he lost a fan. They just have because a song, he couldn't pretend to be nice. Uh, they have a song called at um, The Merch Booth. San Dimas High School. To his own show. Yeah. He has a song called San Dimas High School Football Rules. And. It's like on their first album, and it was such a classic song, and I used to listen to it all the time. But then MXPX covered it, so now I can listen to that one and mm. enjoy it without having to listen to that they piece sing, of shit. They sing Boys of Summer, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. But starting line, dude. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to I'm that. I'm going to show you some real pop This is my here. favorite yellow card song. Oh, great. What do you got? Oh, I don't know this. This must be newer. Uh, it's like 2008, 2009. Yeah, I don't know this. Yeah, I 
You added, you added, um, how did I end up, oh, Rex is recommended, never mind. Oh. This is from the Paper Walls album. Um, yeah, I didn't listen to that. Okay. So I have a uh, playlist I'll send you called Teenage Angst. Teenage Angst. And it's all the years from when I was, oh, sorry. It's all, it's from when I was 13 years Mm -hmm. old to when I was 19. Okay. That's it. If it's out of that range, even no matter how much I love it, I kept it to my teenage years. Mm. So it's just some honorable mentions. Uh, Reliant K. Okay. Unwritten Law. Atari's, I said. Uh, a lot of Blink on here, but only the albums from when I was that age. Good Charlotte, both albums. Uh, my Chemical Romance, you didn't put on there. Newfound Glory, can't believe you didn't put that on there. Um, I only had 14. Look at me. I I'm had, shredding you to bits I right had now. I had 14. Uh, AFI was a little more punk, but they were a little pop punk later. I know. I, I know these bands. I just didn't put them on there specifically. <laughs> Phoenix because... TX, dude? Oh, my God. Lagwagon, Goldfinger, Alkaline Trio. I put on Goldfinger. I know you did. Okay, all right. Green Day, dude? I didn't put Alkaline Trio because I know you know Matt Skiba, and I didn't... like Motion City Soundtrack? I know this band. <laughs> I know them. <laughs> I'm looking through my list. I and had I'm like, 14. Oh, I had yeah. 14. I had to Finch? go with. Oh, Finch. Oh, my God. I know Finch. Uh, you got Panic. Fallout Boy, dude. I didn't put on again. <laughs> Plain White Tees. I had 14 that I couldn't. Sayosin. Dashboard. That, that one. I know. Those two. I don't know. Story of the Year. That one. I know. <laughs> Angels and Airwaves. Yeah. I mean, OK. I put on Boxcar. <laughs> the Starting Line. I put on one Tom DeLonge band. Yeah, that guy's got like five. The Used, Slick Shoes. They're a little more punk. Um, yeah, Acceptance. Ooh, that's a great song. You might like that. Actually, I'm going to text you that right now. Okay. That's one of my favorites. Oh, this has been fun, and I'm hyped up on energy drink, and I have to go to work now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, I, this was we fun. We should do this more with different genres. You know what? This is so dumb, but I was thinking I'm going to do this to you with Ducks. With ducks? Dude, when I was scrolling through my bird book mm-hmm. and just like hinting at a duck, you knew which one it was. Okay. I want everybody to be as impressed by your duck knowledge as I am. Perfect. Let's <laughs> do it. Let's do it with ducks. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.